This is Ashley Kelsch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 56. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hey, renegades. How are you today? It is the last day of the year. Holy cat fight. Who knew 2020 would ever end? (laughs) But here we are. We're doing it. Together. You know, as this year has come to its conclusion, I have found myself reflecting a lot upon its meaning. A definition that I have been struggling to conjure since the day that I woke after my 40th birthday, which for those of you who haven't heard, my birthday is on Valentine's Day, which you'll be hearing about here shortly. So February 15th, this was pre-pandemic, post 40, one day, I woke with this feeling, it was almost tangible, most certainly visceral, of death. I woke up thinking, I have made the biggest mistake At the time, I thought it had to do with the actual move I had made the day prior into my downtown apartment, combined with a severe hangover. I was convinced, though, that this feeling of fear and death would evaporate away with my hangover. How wrong I was. After a few weeks of no drinking, my final boxes unpacked and my life put away nicely in its cabinets and drawers, I still felt this tremendous weight, like death. And I'm not talking about the thoughts of the fear around mine or those closest to me necessarily. I'm just talking about this feeling in the air. Have you ever felt this? Like it lingered in the air the way an unwanted smell does on a hot and humid day. Just gross, right? Then life started dishing out circumstances to the world as a whole, left and right, that definitely had me contemplating my existence and considering death more and more, the fragility of our lives, the preciousness of time and its limited capacity. Looking back now, it came as no surprise that I had started questioning my existence here, but I felt like I was interrogating myself every day with questions of what the fuck are you doing with your life? Not just today, but like all together, what are you doing? When this is all said and done, how will you look back on your life, on you, the person you are? You know, what is this so-called legacy you're going to leave behind? I've analyzed myself, my thinking, and the ways that I have showed up endlessly. And I think 2020 has forced a lot of us to deal with the meaning of death, both literally and figuratively, in incomprehensible ways. But what started out as a fearful, anxiety-inducing year forced me to do a few things, 2020 forced me to reconcile a lot of my own bullshit and excuses that I've used to cope and get by with, from my privilege of being a white woman born in the U.S. at this time, to my entitlement to thinking that we as a whole would never experience something like a pandemic or an airborne virus that would take an astronomical number of lives and affect so many more economically, emotionally, and physically. 2020 has pulled my head out of my ass. 2020 has dealt me emotions that I have struggled to process 2020 has made clear to me what my non-negotiables are. 2020 has taught me gratitude for the simplest things like my walks around the lake to the big ones, like living through a pandemic. 2020 is a year that none of us will forget. 
there will be many years in your lifetime that won't come up when you tell your story, but I can guarantee you 2020 is going to make the cut. You know, I'm choosing to look back at this year and take away the lessons learned, the challenges that I've overcome, the not so gentle reminders that change is always happening and uncertainty is always certain. I got to grow up a lot this year through the tears and exhaustion, the confusion and anger and fear. The literal one day at a time came out of this simple understanding that this is life. 2020 has given me the direction to answer these questions like, what the fuck am I doing here and just how do I want to live my life? You know, I thought I understood life is short after being dealt with the blows of death and grief before, but I never really questioned my role in that. I thought I understood what it was like to go through the unexpected, but this year has showed me where I've been treading water versus being pulled down by the current, unable to see the direction of the surface. I was humbled beyond measure. And I am so grateful for this revelation. I can't say that I could be prepared for anything of what is next, but I do know I can live through it. I can say that I understand appreciation for right now, this moment. As we end this year, and I take the final stretch of ending this 40th year, I do know one thing. This answer that I have been searching for is that I want to live an erotic life. One that I love hard. One that I know that will challenge me to continue to love hard even when it turns on me. I want to feel turned on by and alive with the most simplest things I do. I want to feel consumed with inspiration when I write about the musings of our minds and creating the life we want. I want to feel the stimulation of our city lit up at night while walking around surrounded by strangers and passersby. I want to feel the warmth of my coffee in my hand as I inhale its scent close to my face. I want to notice the light on my lover's face in the early morning and feel my body crave his touch. I want to feel the cold air contrast with the sweat breaking on my neck when I run. I want to feel and embrace the looks on my children's faces when we sit at our table talking about our lives yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I want to feel the intimacy of a friend telling me what's going on as if no one else exists. I want to love those close to me so hard that I think I will break if I lose them. I don't want to miss feeling these moments in time, and I want to embody it all. This is an erotic life to me, and this is my antidote to death waiting for me, be it patiently or otherwise. Eroticism need not only lend itself to the bedroom renegades. Sure, it's sexual energy that creates the desire, but know this. Sexual energy is peak frequency, meaning you are at your most creative, inspired state of mind at its highest point. And desire is what drives us humans to do the things that we do. I'm going to tap this reservoir and use it to create the life I want. This combined with feminine energy, voila. I'm going to live life to its fullest by finding the eroticism in all of it. As I enter 2021, I plan on embracing this idea of living an erotic life. And I'm going to birth it in front of all of you. You know, I love being a mother. I love having a lover. I really love making money and having my own independence. And I think a lot of you think and feel the same. You either just don't know it yet or you're afraid to admit it. So here's what's going to happen this year. I'm going to talk about money, sex, motherhood, friendship, having independence, being in relationships, building businesses, masturbating, all of it. You know, honestly, since I just mentioned masturbation, recently I thought I fractured my arm. Like I couldn't move my wrist 
back and forth or my thumb a certain direction. And I had this big bump on my forearm and I just like couldn't figure out how the hell or what the hell I had done to cause this painful inconvenience. I went through my day. I was like, what had I done today that could have caused this? And there were two events that stood out. One, I had been raking quite rigorously at Town Lake when I was volunteering with the foundation. But later that day, it occurred to me, I had also... (laughs) I had also decided to use my vibrator and was having probably the laziest sex of my entire life, just laying on it. And my arm, I think it had been under me as well. (laughs) And I wanted to be able to share this with all of you because A, it's pretty fucking funny if you think about the fact that I may have fractured my arm (laughs) from having the laziest sex ever. And B, clearly, I cannot be the only one this has ever happened to. Surely I'm not alone in that. I think of these stories and I talk to my friends about it and I always feel like I'm an ordinary person. I'm a normal human. And I say this to my friends. I'm not doing anything that each of you doesn't or can't or you don't or won't. But I am reminded quite frequently by my friends that I do differ than the average person because I talk about the things that most of you won't, can't, don't or aren't going to. And I don't know if this is true or not. Because I feel like each of you that I do talk with, we do talk about these things. Another friend pointed out, I'm the only person that she talks. So everyone I talk to, we talk about these things. And I may be the common denominator. But I believe we are all thinking the same things. Because humans, aside from our individual experiences, we're very textbook. Anyway, here we are. The last day of the year. You know what's coming in 2021? Puns intended, not intended. We are going to live life erotically, renegades. We're going to create the lives we want without shame and according to our rules, not the ones that have been given to you by society, your family, or your friends. You will write your own guidebook, The Renegade's Guide to Living Your Best Life. How does that sound? It's kind of got me turned on. All right, until next week, my friends, enjoy each moment. Hey, Renegades, if you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.